This episode of the Hardman Podcast is brought to you by Premier Body Armor and by Private Family Bank. Well, welcome to this episode of the Hard Men Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Kahn, and it has been an eventful week again. And we're excited that you could join us and join me for this episode. We're going to be talking about a number of things, continuing to follow up on the Twitter or X situation with Taylor Swift. Uh, this thing sort of, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we did an episode last week. You can check that out as well. Uh, more recap on the original situation, but I had posted uh, that it's shameful and sad that a hyper promiscuous childless woman, Taylor Swift, aging and alone with a cat has become the heroine of the feminist age. Of course, she was on the cover of Time magazine as the person of the year. That post now has 22.5 million views, million with an M. And uh, we had some interaction with the she, her, cat, rainbow flag, pure hating of white man, God, and reality crowd in the comments on Twitter. So that continued to play out. We also got, I was laughing yesterday because somebody had sent me this on the the Hardman podcast Patreon uh, chat. And uh, there's actually some news articles that are up on this situation. Apparently, it must have been a slow week in the news because we've got a number of outlets covering the situation, including the DailyMail.com. DailyMail.co.uk covered this story. The title they ran, Taylor Swift fan furiously shuts down conservative critic who branded the pop star hyper promiscuous. That's me. And shameful by sharing a wholesome story about her first meeting with the music icon. And then, of course, they give you the bullet points. Conservative Christian podcaster Eric Kahn ranted about the pop star on X. Kahn called Swift's time person of the year appointment shameful. And so it's interesting because the article is about a post by Brittany Martinez. Uh, we'll include links for this in the podcast notes, by the way. But a Brittany Martinez, a model and founder of Wellness App 28. She is a wellness expert. That sounds promising. Uh, she had posted this long story. I won't read the whole thing, uh, but it was really interesting. The story actually tries to focus on Martinez, who says, I, you know, basically, I met Taylor Swift one time. I think she's just a hopeless romantic, and I hope she finds the true love that she's like, blah, blah, blah. You know, on it goes. But what's funny is they're like, her post was amazing. Newsweek did the same thing, by the way. They're like, her post is amazing. Martinez post has almost a million views. I, I think I was just thrown into, well, be thrown under the bus, basically. But Daily Mail UK, thanks for the shout out. Uh, that was pretty interesting and funny. I didn't imagine that this is where the Hard Men podcast would be, you know, in online spats with Taylor Swift. Uh, Newsweek covered the, pretty much the same story. Uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend discussion with fan goes viral. Uh, again, they're leading with the story that was far smaller, uh, which is Martinez Post. And uh, this one, at least they weren't like vitriolic, I guess. Uh, UK Mail had called me a furious troll. Not sure how furious I am. Pretty, pretty joyful most of the time. 
Uh, and then finally, we have the Washington Examiner. This is interesting. Timothy P. Carney, senior columnist, wrote an opinion piece in response to the kerfuffle, as it were, on X. And the article title is How Taylor Swift Can Save America. How Taylor Swift Can Save America. Conservatives have lost their mind. Uh, yeah, so he, he obviously references my tweet, says... I see it differently. Swift's central role in our culture is an opportunity for a much-needed pro-family revolution. Oh, okay. Single cat lady is going to teach us how to have families in America. Uh, That is really interesting. Uh, By the way, if you want to be a part of this conversation, uh, there's a lot of conversation going on on the Patreon channel. So you can become a member for as little as $5. You get to be a part of that. Also, early access to content like this and exclusive content on the Pugilist podcast. Uh, Some of the things we posted on there, there is a video of Taylor Swift uh, explaining to her dad how she needs to get involved in left politics, and she's just so disappointed she didn't oppose Trump more, and a lot of other crazy stuff. So yeah, sign up today. Get early access and bonus content for the Patreon channel. That also supports the work we're doing here. The other thing I want to point out as we jump into the episode is that we've got GM King's Coffee, a perfect Christmas gift for those in your life. How many dads you shop for them? And it's like, okay, the guy buys what he wants all year round. What do I get him? The answer to that question is GM King's Coffee. So you can check out GM King's Coffee at newchristenimpress.com slash coffee. You can order your bundles today and save on shipping all that good stuff we've got medium roast coffee tastes like i don't know notes of chocolate and brown sugar caffeinating the new christendom check this out gm king's coffee again new christendom slash coffee and finally while you're there check out the new christendom press building christian burroughs conference 2024 this is june 6th through 8th in ogden utah we have a family-friendly conference You can get tickets today and you're going to get the lowest prices that you'll ever see for this conference are going to be before the end of the year. So be sure to sign up if you want to plan for that. Bring the family, bring the crew, check out Ogden, Utah, see what we're building. And we're going to be talking about a number of things. we got Dr. Stephen Wolf. He's going to be talking about why multiculturalism is so stupid and bad. And uh, that'll be a good talk. We'll have... Uh, Pastor Joel Webin from Right Response Ministries will be there to talk about theonomy, Christian nationalism, and we're going to have Pastor Brian Sauvey doing a, a concert on one of the nights, so be sure to get a ticket for that as well. It's going to be an amazing time. Dr. Joe Rigney will be there. We'll be talking about classical two kingdoms, uh, political theology, and uh, you know the inter- interplay with the church. That's going to be a great time. Again, June 6th through 8th, go to newchristenimpress.com slash conference. And uh, that is going to be a good time. Hope to see you guys there. Well, in this episode, I want to talk about the inevitability of the patriarchy. Yes, the patriarchy is inevitable. It's amazing to me in all the the Twitter feuding and the X feuding uh, that's been going on that a lot of people are like in these articles, Eric got dunked on. Eric got shut down. Uh, but I think a lot of people are also surprised. They're like, no, wait, this guy actually believes this stuff. He's not backing down. And it's funny because they think they're destroying you and they're not destroying you. You know, like the Apostle Paul, they're actually giving you an opportunity amidst the mob 
to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that really is the goal. And one of the things that uh, we learn in scripture is that patriarchy is inevitable. Thanos once said in the Avengers, I am inevitable. Now, we could say the same thing about the patriarchy. It really is inevitable. Now, like Thanos, there can be bad patriarchs or they can be good patriarchs. But the reality is that patriarchy itself is an inescapable fact of the universe. It's like gravity. It's, it's a law of the world that God created that men will rule. They're not always good men. It could be bad men ruling, but men are always ruling. And I think actually the Taylor Swift story, and if you read more about her, you actually find that this is true. They present her as this boss babe, and yet the men are really ruling. Even in the fallout of the last decades of the feminist onslaught, what do you actually find? Well, if you look behind the boss babes and the slay queens, it's actually men who are running the show, often using these women as pawns. These women are, you know, they're responsible actors and all this, but many of them are very deceived. So at the very time we are told it's the girls' turn to run the show, Will Ferrell said this recently, we need to let the girls run the show now. And we might actually be fooled into thinking that is what's happening when you look around the world. And yet that's not what's happening. What's happening is you have an evil patriarchy who is pulling the strings and calling the shots. So bear with me in this episode and I'm going to show you what I mean. I think it couldn't be more comically and ironically made clear that the patriarchy rules than in the present X showdown about Taylor Swift. Again, that arose after I tweeted that she was a terrible example for women to follow. I think she's been chosen by the regime and by the players, the patriarchs, the bad patriarchs. She's been chosen as this dink cat lady who just ha- goes from relationship to relationship. She has no family. Right? She appeared on the cover of Time magazine. They called her person of the year. I think this is strategic. As one of my dear Instagram followers pointed out, and this is really what got me going down this path. Taylor's whole life, Taylor Swift's whole life has been built by men, mostly rich white men. So here's this gal saying, you know, go women, go feminist movement. And yet, what do you find when you look at her backstory? Her producers, I look these up, her producers throughout her career. Tell me who these sound like. Nathan Chapman, Max Martin, Carl Schuster slash Shellback, Jack Antonoff, Ryan Tedder and others. Well, you guessed it. These are men. Majority of our songwriters also look this up. Yes, mostly men. And I think the most pivotal figure in Taylor's life, her father. Her father was a rich white man who bankrolled her early career. He purchased shares in a record label, moved the family to Nashville, and thus she started her musical career. It's white rich daddy who bankrolls everything and continues has continued throughout her career to call a lot of the shots. And you actually see this in a lot of the videos uh, in her interacting with her dad, Scott. Scott, by the way, comes from several generations of bank presidents. It's, according to one article, he's like third, third or fourth generation bank president. He's in the wealth financial sector. He's the founder of the Swift Group, operating under the Merrill Lynch Wealth Management Group. He's been under this management group for something like 40 years. He's a wealthy dude. His wife, I believe, was like a marketing exec or something like that. Even Taylor's name. This was in a People magazine, my favorite publication, People magazine. They said that the parents even chose Taylor Swift as a name because it was meant to be androgynous and they had stardom 
designed for her kind of from the beginning. She was groomed to become a star. Or you might say a tool for the patriarchy. People magazine said this, quote, my mom thought it was cool that if you got a business card and it said Taylor, you wouldn't know if it was a guy or a girl. She told Rolling Stone in 2009, explaining that they thought an androgynous name could help reduce any potential discrimination in the corporate world. She wanted me to be a business person in a business world. So isn't this interesting? Even Taylor's name, like they're picking this so that who actually wins in all this? Does she not seem a little bit like a tool for her parents and particularly her father? Now, I, you know, I'm not saying that they're, it's all malicious, but that's what it ends up being, right? The patriarchy is the one running the show for Taylor Swift. Today's episode is sponsored by Premier Body Armor, your top choice for safeguarding your family. What sets them apart? Well, Premier isn't here to convince you to wear a plate carrier around town. Nope. They're focused on innovating armor right into your normal everyday life. Think bulletproof laptop case or lightweight armor insert that fits into your favorite bag and stops most handgun, shotgun, and even rifle ammunition. Unlike much of the tactical industry, choosing Premier Body Armor not only ensures that you're getting amazing armor, but you'll be doing business with a family-owned Christian company. Visit premierbodyarmor.com today and use promo code KINGSHALL for 10% off your order today. Got questions? Reach out to customer service or send their president an email directly at alex at premierbodyarmor.com and you can speak to him yourself. Don't wait to invest your family's security, but reach out today to Premier Body Armor. Don't carry a bag? No worries. How about a moisture-wicking athletic t-shirt with minimalist and lightweight soft armor panels built in? Check the link in the show notes or visit premierbodyarmor.com today. Our sponsor, Private Family Banking Partners, is on a mission to help Christians live out the Dominion mandate by making a stealth-like move away from the mainstream banks and into their own privatized banking system. This innovative system is designed to guarantee uninterrupted compound interest and tax-free growth without exposure to typical stock market risks. To join this growing community that is already building wealth into future generations and converting post-mill talk into post-mill action, contact Private Family Banking Partner Chuck De Laterante at his email, chuck at privatefamilybanking.com. Again, that's chuck at privatefamilybanking.com. To set up an appointment and to receive a free copy of Chuck's new book, Protect Your Money Now, How to Build Multi-Generational Wealth Outside of Wall Street and Avoid the Coming Banking Meltdown, go to the link in the show notes for more information. Swift has also been in a lengthy public spat with her former label, Big Machine Records. This is the one that her father uh, bought shares in and then she signed with. After they sold her original album masters or like the original ownership rights to her albums to a guy named Scooter Braun. Sounds like a patriarch. Sounds like a man ruling. Swift claims. Get this, that Scooter Braun was funded by wait for it. Alex Soros. Did you just say Alex Soros as in the son of George Soros? In fact, I did, dear listener. George Soros is involved in this story. That's right. Alex Soros is the deputy chair of his father's Open Society Foundations, an international group that promotes liberal causes. Yes, that Alex Soros and that Soros family. 
Well, what's my point with all of this? It's that white men have funded, supported, produced, and weaponized Taylor Swift to further their agenda and her career. Sometimes it's about entertainment. Sometimes she's just a propaganda tool for guys like George and Alex Soros. She may think she's a feminist boss, babe, but what are the facts? Well, it's the facts are that men have made her what she is. And sadly, many of these guys are not good men either. So the choice that we have to realize is true about the world. The choice is never should women rule or should men rule. The reality is that men will rule. Men will rule. The only question is which ones and how will they rule? Will it be good men with good ends? Or will it be brutal despots and tyrants like the Soros family or rich bankers or Scooter Braun? Women like Taylor, I'm sure, aren't innocent in all this, by the way. And I'm not implying that they are. But in a real sense, they've been duped by the evil patriarchy to think that they're really boss babes. They're independent gals who run their own private empires. In reality, they're being run. And by whom? Men. Swift views herself as this patriarchy smasher. But when you look at the data of her life and who has funded it and made it possible, well, she has the patriarchy to think. She has daddy to think and daddy's money, right? Her father is so important to the story. Again, you can read this on People Magazine. Here's a post that Taylor had posted sometime. This is actually on Pop Base on X. It says this, Taylor Swift talks about the intersection of patriarchy, money, and art. She said, what has existed since the dawn of time? A patriarchal society. What fuels a patriarchal society? Money, flow of revenue, the economy. So actually, if we're going to look at this in the most cynical way possible, feminine ideas becoming lucrative means that more female art will get made. It's extremely heartening. Yeah, I mean, again, the irony and also the hypocrisy of this. Men producing, writing, doing a bulk of the work uh, to get Taylor where she is. And look, I have nothing against being a wise entrepreneur and learning how to make money and all those things. But I think the idea that Taylor is somehow this, you know, feminist icon and that she has smashed the patriarchy is absolutely laughable. I think it also ties to something I said in a previous show. One of our listeners, Patriarchy Hannah, and um, she had she had sent me this link. It was really helpful because um, I had mentioned this phenomenon where you have these like rich white dads who they grow up in the suburbs, they send their daughters to college, and then the daughters come home and they're leftists. And I, I in the past on Twitter uh, and on the show, I've said, why are fathers so dumb? They're going to pay for this liberal indoctrination. And then they're going to be surprised when their daughters come home. Well, this, this is what Hannah actually pointed out. Rush Limbaugh talked about this years ago. Years ago, Rush Limbaugh, the great Rush Limbaugh had talked about how fathers get duped and softened by their daughters. It's these liberal daughters, propagandized, often not too bright, basic white girls. They're the ones softening men and causing men to lose their principle and their nerve. Uh, right? Again, you, you've seen this story a hundred times. Conservative dad Sends daughter to college, she comes home a raging BLM feminist. And dad softens. It's either that or he has to lose his relationship with his daughter, so he softens. 
Now, I don't know if Scott Swift was or is a conservative. It really doesn't matter. Taylor definitely fits the mold as a basic white girl who's been taken in by the multiculturalism and smash the patriarchy catechism. She's out there singing about how she has horrible judgment about men, and yet she has the audacity to campaign for somebody like Joe Biden. Right? You say you have terrible judgment on men, and then you're campaigning for Joe Biden, and you think we should trust you about your judgment about men all of a sudden. Right? Should we believe her? I don't think we should. She's defending a woman's right so-called to murder her daughter in the womb. That's right. Taylor is very pro, quote-unquote, choice, pro-murder. She says she's a Christian and then fights against almost every ethical issue in society that is opposed to Christianity. Again, to, to the Rush Limbaugh story, I find this so fascinating. He's absolutely right. This is what happens with with these uh, women and their fathers. So I actually want to read an excerpt. So the show from Rush Limbaugh, you can still find this online, June 29, 2020. The title is, What Did I Tell You About Conservative Fathers and Millennial Daughters? So Rush is picking up on the same thing. And he's actually referencing a story about Robert Reagan. Uh, Robert uh, is, or was, I don't know if he still is, a Republican Michigan State House candidate. And the situation was Robert was uh, candidating and his daughter, who they show in the photo, his daughter comes out and opposes him. She's campaigning against her own father. Again, you see the photo, basic white girl went to college, et cetera. Story as old as time. So then they play this clip in the show and Reagan says, I was deeply hurt. That stung. When I first saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, are you serious? It has to do with the indoctrination from the liberal and leftist socialist Marxist universities. You have to understand what these college campuses are like today. And these young women and young men, they want to fit into the group. So the whole idea that this is a bastion of free speech and ideas, that just doesn't fly anymore. He goes on to say, I really do applaud her. This is her father. I really do applaud her. She's one special young lady, and I'm sure none of us expected this to go as viral as it has. And especially as a father and a family, you don't want this stuff going out to public. You know, families are supposed to be safe spaces. Rush Limbaugh here laughs. Ha! You can hear him saying it. Reagan says, and you have these discussions privately. I think it just kind of caught us all off guard. But yeah, she's one special, special young lady. And I, I, I'm just really happy for her. Rush Limbaugh says this. All right, stop it. Stop it. Stop playing the clip. So the point is, I'm... This is Rush Limbaugh. Now she goes away to school, gets indoctrinated, realizes she's been taught that her father is a scourge, and she starts actively campaigning against him. And what does he do? What does he do? Rush Limbaugh sighs. And I'm not trying to get the guy in trouble, believe me, but he talks about how proud he is. He calls her a special young lady, really happy for her. Don't doubt me, folks. This stuff is happening out there, and it's happening a lot. Later in the show, Rush Limbaugh says this. I don't think this is happening too much with sons, but with daughters, I think this is going to town. The daughters go away to school. They come home to conservative families and they've been radicalized. And it's usually around the issue of race. The multicultural curricula has done its job of enforcing guilt on particularly affluent white female college students. My insert here, Taylor Swift. Continuing. 
They've made them feel guilty as hell, and they've done it by evoking sympathy. I'll explain this in a minute in greater detail. So the young co-ed comes home, and look, I know a bunch of fathers, friends of mine, rock rib conservatives, who've given it up rather than lose their daughters. It's that simple. Now, in some cases, these guys are themselves being converted, but more than that, more than that, it is that they don't want to lose their daughters. So their daughters come home and tell them, Dad, you and Mom screwed up the planet. You screwed up the country. You're racist. You're systemic racists. You don't even understand it, but I'm going to tell you how. And you are ruining America. You've, Dad says, sputtering, I've just tried to give you the best life I could. I, 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 what are you talking about? And at the end of it, he doesn't want to lose his daughter. He said, okay, maybe you got a point. Maybe you're a beautiful snowflake soul, et cetera, et cetera. I think Rush makes a phenomenal point here. This has been going on for a long, long time, right? You, you pay for your daughter to go get indoctrinated. She comes home. She tells you you're the worst thing on planet Earth. And then you soften. It's cowardice. It's another form of men who are supposed to be ruling and leading their wives and daughters, abdicating to them and being cowards and cucks. This is what's going on in so much of America. How is it that you have all these young ladies? Where is their head? Where are their fathers and their husbands to say no? Even the clip that I was watching of Taylor arguing with her father, and she just starts crying. She's very emotionally manipulative because she's a woman, and her mom does the same thing. And the dad is like, Taylor, we don't need to get involved in politics. And she goes on her diatribe, and then what happens? She gets involved in politics. Dad gives in. Dad doesn't lead strong in this area, and so we get women unleashed on society like this. The reality is Taylor Swift is not a smasher of the patriarchy. She's a useful pawn. She's a useful tool for the evil patriarchy. There's clearly something going on with her that I think looks very scripted about the whole Travis Kelsey dating situation. Travis Kelsey, who, by the way, just happens to be Mr. Pfizer, go get the jab. Taylor Swift, this person who can turn people out to vote just by sending all young people, right? Turn them out to vote. And then her and Travis Kelsey coming together to do what? Push the jab. Well, that looks like regime agenda to me. She's been selected as a huge influencer of young, dumb people to call the youth to get the jab, despite the fact that if you read the data on this, it's actually quite clear. Youth don't really need the jab. In fact, the only thing that is useful quote unquote, for young people and getting the jab is something like myocarditis. If you got myocarditis as a benefit, then by all means, get the jab. Here we are. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, kind of aligns at least with the regime narrative. What's up with that? Right? Is there more going on here? Person of the year? Okay, that's one thing. But on every magazine cover you can imagine, Taylor Swift was on this Arts and Crafts magazine. Arts and Crafts with Taylor Swift. I would like to actually see how many arts and crafts Taylor Swift knows. She's never home. She's on tour all the time. And yet this is the model for young ladies. This lady who is, you know, super wealthy, single, dates around, sleeps around. Right. And here she is driving young people to vote and pushing vaccines that no one needs. Well, close with this. I find this really quite fascinating and interesting. Uh, Jack Posobiec uh, former Intel guy on X has been saying for quite a while, as many people on the right have been, that there's a swift psyop going on. Like this is all propaganda tool of the regime, deep state. 
And at first I saw this and I was like, okay, come on. And then I listened to the Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson, uh, that somebody sent me the interview that was on X. And uh, I don't listen to podcasts. I really don't. And I, that was like an hour and 30. I definitely don't listen to an hour and 30 minutes of a podcast. And I could not stop. I listened to the whole thing. I had to. You listen to what Alex Jones is saying and the Tucker's basically fact checking him the whole time. And as the video, the interview plays out, you're like, wait, wait, all this is true. So this brings us to things like Jack Posobiec or Jack Poso uh, posting about Taylor Swift. One of his posts said this, this from, I believe, around December 6th, maybe later. Uh, It says the Taylor Swift girl boss PSYOP has been fully activated from her hand selected vaccine shill boyfriend to her dink lifestyle to her upcoming 2024 voter operation for Democrats on abortion rights. It's all coming. That's interesting. And then this is more recently. I think it might have even been yesterday. So December 11th, uh, he had posted, he said, on The Voice, Taylor Swift night. Last week, it was Taylor Swift on Dancing with the Stars. Totally not a psyop, though. Again, just Poso making things up again, of course. So it it also interested me uh, that you go look at the leftist media right now, and uh, they are actually hitting this one pretty hard. So this is Yahoo News. Republicans are once again being very weird about Taylor Swift. Yes, we're being very weird for noticing. USA Today, Taylor Swift versus MAGA. (laughs) Taylor Swift versus MAGA. Trump toadies toadies get mad and dumb over Time's new person of the year. You just have to get suspicious when every single leftist outlet starts trolling the right hard. I mean... Trolling hard. Rolling Stone. Taylor Swift's time cover is breaking far-right brains. The megastar's success is once again throwing right-wingers into conspiracy theory frenzy. Yeah, here's the problem with the conspiracy theory frenzy narrative that the left loves to weaponize against the right. Most of the conspiracy theories that even I thought in 2020, I was like, that's a bit much. I would say the majority of them turned out to be true. They turned out to be true. Do you remember when they were like, a lab in Wuhan? Oh, come on. Conspiracy theory. And then, uh-oh, blood clots and people with the vax? No, come on. Myocarditis? No. Wired.com ran a headline that says this, Taylor Swift, QAnon, and the political weaponization of fandom. Yeah, if you really want to label somebody as a human piece of filth and to discredit them, just just say QAnon. Right, this week it says Taylor Swift was named Time Person of the Year. QAnon conspiracy theorists say it's all part of a psyop to alter the trajectory of the 2024 election. Yeah, come on, people. They would never do that. This is, I didn't even read this story until right now. Taylor Swift, the article opens, Taylor Swift remains inescapable. Remember what I said about the patriarchy? Thanos, inevitable. Well, this is what they want you to know, dear people. Taylor Swift remains inescapable. 
Tales of her reign are legion, as are her fan. Tales of her reign? Okay. Next to Beyonce, her power and influence have reached heights so unbridled, it's almost unfathomable. Her era's tour made nearly a billion dollars in 2023. When rumors started swirling in the fall that she was dating Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey, they upended American football. Still, when Time named her person of the year, conspiracy theorists saw only one explanation. They allege Swift is a psyop. How could they do this? I don't know. Maybe because the leftist elite has been running one long psyop for quite some time against the American people. I think when you see people lining up to defend Taylor Swift this vehemently, you ought to see something and you ought to think, well, something is at least up with this. Here's where I want to close this episode, which is where we began. Thanos. Taylor Swift and the patriarchy. Thanos said, I am inevitable. And the reality is, though Wired would have us believe Taylor Swift is inescapable, the truth is, it's the patriarchy that's inescapable. So I would ask you, if you're listening to this show, what kind of patriarch do you want to follow? What kind of patriarch do you want to be? That's the real question. You're never going to escape father rule and the rule of men. This is how God created the world. It's hierarchical. Every feature. You think about the the creation, God makes divisions and he appoints man to be at the top of the hierarchy over creation, over nature, over the animals. He calls them to name them because he has dominion and rule over creation. And the crown of creation, this crowning moment is God creates out of man. He creates the woman. And then what does Adam do? He names her. Because just as he has authority and rule over all creation, so he has authority and rule over his wife, over Eve. And this is where the feminist heads explode. But this is what God's word tells us. And we look out in creation, we see that this is actually the inevitable result of a world God made. You look at the Taylor Swift story, and what do you see? Men ruling. You see a basic white girl pushing leftist regime narrative propaganda, and yet her whole life has the patriarchy to thank. Again, I would encourage you as listeners, be the right kind of patriarch. Follow God. We were made to worship and enjoy him. So do that. Be the kind of ruler who is cherishing and nourishing toward your wife. Care for your daughters. Protect them. And one of the things you do to protect them is keep them away from people like Taylor Swift particularly young, impressionable ladies have to be protected from the woman of folly, which is what is being propped up and promoted to us. And then I want to say, ladies, the whole choice you have in your life is to lean into hopefully a godly father and a godly husband. You're unsafe and you're unprotected when you're not under headship. You're not made to be a boss babe. You're made to submit joyfully to a godly man and a godly ruler and a patriarch. So hopefully this show has been an encouragement for you. I appreciate all the feedback, which makes shows like this one possible. Uh, All the people have done far more research on Taylor Swift than I ever care to do. I appreciate that very much. If you've got more thoughts, feedback, comments, you can send those my way. Or one of the best ways to keep in touch with me is join Patreon. We have ongoing discussion there. And a lot of these articles are getting shared overall. 22 plus million people uh, have, you know, impressions. I guess they've seen 
the post about Taylor Swift and my prayer in all of it is there's probably going to be a small percentage, but I hope people repent. You know, a lot of people you could hear this and you know, you listen to it and you think, was well, this is all for attention? No, obviously I didn't think that probably one of my more inane tweets would blow up the way that it has, but praise God and be praying that there's opportunity to witness to the truth of the gospel and the truth of God's word and how he created the world. And I pray that people would repent. I pray that a lot of people, you know, I was thinking about this, the followers, all the trolls, all the people who follow Taylor Swift, you know, one of the keystones of this current young Zoomer generation is they're all depressed. They're all in despair, right? They followed the lies and the narratives their culture gave them about how life should be. And I mean, we have just record rates of depression, suicidal thoughts, et cetera. And so I really am praying for these folks. I pray that they would repent. I pray they would turn to Jesus and know peace and joy. One of the things that struck me, right? Scripture says that when you're opposed to God and you're living in a way that's opposed to God's natural order, that you're full of hatred, you hate yourself and you hate others. Like they're just known by hate. And you read the comments and you see that that's true. And so I pray that God would open the eyes of so many of these people that they would repent, that they would turn to the truth, and they would know the peace of Christ. You can't know that peace apart from him. And so that's my prayer. I pray for more opportunity for the word of God to go forward and that Christ's kingdom would be established on this earth as it is in heaven. And Deus volts, the Lord wills it. Uh, appreciate all of our listeners. Again, you can check out the new Christian Press Conference. Check out Coffee. Or and or you can sign up on Patreon. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Hard Men Podcast. Until next time, stay frosty, fight the good fight, act like men. <laughs>